Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how the Battlegrounds activity is a good start for seasonal activities. If you're listening to this or watching this in any of the other locations that it hits, usually I'm live when those happens because they hit around 8 in the morning Eastern. I'm live on YouTube. You can go to SNTRlive.com. It'll bring you right to the YouTube channel, SNTRlive.com. Now, the reason that I wanted to make this video is I started the week of the new season being pretty critical and the reason I was critical is I, I'm, I'm concerned about elements of the content loop and generosity and player agency that could potentially lead to this season getting a bum rap an undeserved bum rap but I did want to make a positive video because I was very very critical of contact public event and the tower public event people used to give me a lot of pushback on contact public event and said that it was actually good it wasn't uh, you just ball duped and used guillotine that actually was not a very good event uh, if you would have played it without a guillotine or without ball duping it was pretty miserable especially with champions randy's uh and it was you know a 50 yard radius that you just sort of stayed in not that much different from the tower event in in the realm of it didn't feel dynamic or changing or different so i was very critical of those and have asked for things that i feel battlegrounds is sort of answering and so that's why i wanted to make the video now the the other thing i want to stress in this video is that this is a good start but in my mind, this is also sort of the bar. If we go below this in future seasons, it's going to be pretty disappointing, so I'm hopeful uh, that they can maintain this. So Season of the Chosen launched, actually, last week, with two of the four Battlegrounds locations, Nessus and Europa. Now, there's already a noticeable difference between the way this public space matchmade activity feels versus the three previous seasons with Wrathborn Hunts, Contact Public Event, and the Tower Public Event. Wrathborn Hunts was using the public space as well so you got to remember they're repurposing public space areas and they've also added matchmaking so this doesn't feel like just gonna get thrown into a public space and hoping people are around most of the criticism and concerns prior to season of the chosen centered around loot quantity and what the season activity would look like people were sort of like is there going to be enough loot you know what's the activity going to look like is it going to be another public event the current structure for Battlegrounds is a bit busy, okay? I will say that, that, you know, they're running the activities for gold and then using the hammer to charge the hammer and the hammer being tied to umbrals. Like, it's a little busy, okay? It could be a little more polished, maybe a little bit more smooth, but the activity itself is proving to be stronger start than previous seasons, and let's talk about why. Let's talk about linear versus static. The first reason Battlegrounds is a stronger framework and structure than previous seasons is because the activity is linear versus a static 50-yard space where you run in circles and perform the same actions over and over until completion. You Linear meaning there is a movement. You go from point A to B to C to D and there is a culmination. All seasonal activities will naturally be repetitive and somewhat simple in nature, but Battlegrounds maintains a mini strike feel that is more fitting for Destiny activities, and it actually helps to minimize the monotony that's somewhat unavoidable with games like Destiny, okay? We we have to be honest about that. Every three months, you are not going to get a seasonal activity that is you know equal to miniature dungeons or miniature raids they're going to be somewhat repetitive and low on substance and there is a monotony to games like this no matter what you do the content loop's going to have a level of monotony and i think when it's linear and feels like a miniature strike or a miniature mission 
those are the best structures for this type of content. It's also a nice change of pace when the combat is somewhat bombastic while not being frustrating or too difficult. It certainly leaves room for polished teams to complete it faster than random matchmade teams, similar to how the Menagerie felt. So it's matchmade. It's not really failable, but it's going to go a lot smoother if you have a pre-made team. I'm okay with that, all right? Menagerie was that way. Sundial was that way. You know, if you're going in with a team that's kind of stacked to the rafters and knows what they're doing compared to some randies, you know, some random players, it's going to go smoother. That's a natural, I think, result of anything that's matchmade. Strikes can go that way, okay? (laughs) One strike might go a lot faster when you're with your buddies than when you matchmake. And I do think it brings an element of intensity without sort of overwhelming the player or being too difficult. Now let's talk about short, sweet, and satisfying. Like, there's definitely, I think, a secret sauce recipe to making a seasonal activity not feel like it's going to take up too much of your time, but also something that's not so frivolous and thrown over your shoulder like a bounty or, uh, you know, a patrol. The Destiny content loop is known for being enjoyable, accessible, and very satisfying. It's a long-standing franchise, and that's one of the reasons why. A lot of this is attributed to the gunplay, but much of it should also be linked to the loop itself being enjoyable and quickly dealt with. When you feel that sense of satisfaction and completing something, you want to do it again. It gives you that sense of like, I got that done, let me run it again. There's there, there's a certain amount of length and accessibility and playability that goes into that. Prison of Elders, Menagerie, Vex Offensive, Sundial, and now Battlegrounds, I think all have similar length, feel, and rhythm. Unfortunately, this level of design may not be maintained season to season, but it's one of the reasons that Tower Event, Contact Event, and Wrathborn Hunts just so obviously fell short. They didn't really deliver a loop that you wanted to go into. Now, Wrathborn Hunts, even if they would have cleaned up the lure charging, there was nothing there, okay? It was essentially drive your sparrow and then go fight a lost sector boss with very, very marginal, marginal mechanics. So... You can have something that's too short, you can have something that's too sweet. It's like, this is just too easy, but it's got to be short, sweet, and satisfying. There has to be a certain amount of length for that loop to feel as if it's repeatable, but also sort of, you know, has a gratifying end. There's also something to be said about an obvious end where a boss shows up and has a basic mechanic, lots of health, enemies, and a memorable loot drop, okay? The previous mentioned activities, the Prison of Elders, Menagerie, Vex Offensive, Sundial, they all have an obvious ending, okay? It's over. You killed him. The latter, Tower, Contact, and Wrathborn, I mean, Wrathborn had an ending, but the public event endings from a Tower event or a Contact, they're so... Blah, there's nothing happens. A little teeny flat chest appears, and that's it. And and in this, there's a boss, there's a red chest, there's a smashing of a chest, and I think that is equally important. And you guys know I've talked about this a lot. Loot delivery matters. It matters. You can't have us buying our loot from a vendor screen all of the time. And you, you can't always have just running up to some little ho-hum chest where gl- like glimmer pops out and you grab a couple ingrams. I hope that Battlegrounds helps to solidify and convince more players that loot delivery is an important aspect to satisfying activities and content loops 
in Destiny. The variety of how we obtain our loot right now in Season of the Chosen is the most diverse it's ever been in a season, okay? Most seasons... You just did the same thing. It was Sundial, ordered at the end. Sundial, ordered at the end. With Contact Public Event, it was a chintzy little chest at the end, maybe some umbrals, and then you spend all your time at the umbral recaster. Right now, we get our loot in a variety of ways. Opening the red chest is certainly something we're familiar with, but then we smash a chest afterward. It's simple and yet gratifying, you know, to get your prize at the end of the road by busting open a chest. The process of obtaining gold and charging the proving hammer for umbrals, it does lack polish and intuitiveness. It's kind of not really exciting explained what we're doing you know filling the hammer with gold and slotting a medallion isn't charging it using it is charging it but it's easily picked up it's also really fun to run a strike right now and maybe the shadow price pops up in the corner when you run gambit or crucible i saw that fusion rifle hit the kill feed and i was like oh cool i got one of the fusion rifles delivery of loot is equally important here because if you're going to keep coming back you want to have that memorable here you got your loot as opposed to what we did too much of in the past this is the most dynamic and diverse loot delivery has been within a given season because usually it's ten dollars and you just keep doing the same lever pull in a certain activity or at a certain vendor if Bungie can land this level of scope and substance for each seasonal activity I actually think year 4 will be stronger than year 3 and it might edge out year 2 since season of you know with the reckoning and the black armory forges they weren't that impressive okay you you had a raid in season of the uh, of the forges but the content loop in Forges was a little truncated and a little like simple samey with the Forges and then obviously Opulence was great but Reckoning was not so I actually think year 4 could grow in quality and substance and start edging out some of our favorite years or activities or locations and start to feel more like a full package robust delivery instead of something that's sort of episodic and narrow as always we're going to transition to Q&A so if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're listening to this recording elsewhere come on over to sntrlive.com and take part of these discussions and Q&As live on YouTube. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Battlegrounds being a good start for a seasonal activity. If you're listening to this on any of the other locations, iTunes, Spotify, or the other YouTube channel, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday on YouTube at sntrlive.com. We're going to take the first question here from Gilly. Says, Bungie continues to make this mistake when it comes to sunsetting. By setting non-endgame activities like Battlegrounds to be past the sunset cap, is there any reason they should be set to 1250 power? Right. This is one of those conversations that sometimes people get lost in the math. So I'm going to try and make it clear what Gilly's criticism is here, okay? Because it it gets a little busy. There's a lot of numbers to consider. All right. Anytime a season comes out or an expansion comes out, they raise what is called the floor of the game. So right now, it caused some strangeness in the game. You have guns that say they cannot be infused to a certain level, and they're at 1,100 because Bungie raised the floor somebody named bizzle just ordered some coffee thank you so much so the you know the the floor being 1100 raised your guns to 1100 even though it's originally said they can't be infused that high okay 
Um, and so for seasonal activities, I personally think the floor of the game should be the strike playlist, all public spaces and lost sectors, and seasonal activities should all be at the floor of the game. All of it. Okay. And the reason I think this is because that creates the entrance point for virtually everyone. No matter where you've bought or played or what seasons or expansions you've skipped, you're good to go. Jump in and play. Right? What this needs then, what this this creates, I believe, a necessity for them to create harder versions of the content. So a hard mode battlegrounds would likely be a uh, be a requirement then. Because if not, you're 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 always just sort of living in what feels like a public space strike environment. And this is why it'd be cool to create armor set bonuses intrinsic perk bonuses on guns so you could be grinding for these weapons and armor sets and then you're kind of gearing up and preparing for the hard version of um, uh, Battlegrounds this also I think requires a bigger uh, window of opportunity for guns to be infused so a 15 month window makes more sense because if you spend that entire season gearing up getting all the stuff, running the harder version of Battlegrounds, getting the cooler better versions of the guns and the armor or whatever and then the season ends you can obviously still keep going for those things, but when the season ends, you've likely gotten everything that you've wanted. And if 15 months is the sunsetting window, then as that season ends, you now have an entire 12-month period for those weapons and pieces of armor to be used into the uh, the end game, the harder content. Okay, So sunsetting gets enforced the minute you go into a hard mode, a raid, a dungeon, trials, iron banner, etc. That's how I would do it. So no matter where you are on the spectrum and what you're equipping, you can play public space strikes and seasonal activities. Just jump right in. Now, that means if you want to go up in difficulty, you want to go up to the harder version or any of those places, sunsetting takes an effect when you go into those places because the, the floor is 1100 and then you would go up to, you know, to something that is you know, 1200, 1250, whatever. This, to me, is a more logical, more sensible system. Sunsetting only takes effect when you go into areas that you kind of understand this is where things get bumped off the table. That gives you the motivation to chase the new stuff. Think about it. If the harder versions of battle, the harder version of Battlegrounds is like out on the horizon and you know that you're going to want to have like a good loadout for it, and the gear that's dropping in Battlegrounds has intrinsic perks... Not extra perks, not like, oh, you, you, you can't get Outlaw because you want this perk for Battlegrounds. No, it would be intrinsic, kind of like Oracle Disruptor in the Vault of Glass weapons. So intrinsic perks for the guns, and then intrinsic benefits to the armor. Well, you're naturally getting rid of the, the stuff that you had been using, so sunsetting makes more sense. It's like, well, sure, I'm going to put this stuff down. Not only is it getting sunset out of the hard mode, but I've been chasing the new stuff. Yo, Zubair, thanks for ordering some coffee, man. I appreciate it. Just got the order. Um, So that's how I would set it up. It makes sunsetting a more natural self-adjustment because you're doing it when you go into the harder content and going into the harder content with newer weapons makes more sense because the weapons and the armor are designed for the harder version. 
and then when the season ends you got a longer window of time so it doesn't it's not a big deal that you started really working on getting all your god rolls in the second or third month because that's when hard mode was at its best or that's when you had everything leveled up or whatever it doesn't matter because as that season ends all your loot that you earned has a 12 month period remaining on its sunset window so that's what i would that's what i would do that's how I would that's how I would set it up and and do it because if you don't set it up in that way I think you run into two problems right say my name I said your name were you Bizzle I said Bizzle ordered some I didn't know that was you uh, if that was you Mike um the right now it's sort of like well we're just going to run the content there's no real reason to get the stuff unless you want the stuff there's no harder version coming and they're hitting you on the other side by also saying well yeah this also enforces sunsetting this seasonal activity called battlegrounds that takes place in the public space you don't want to take stuff in there that's been that's been um, sunset so they're making two mistakes there's zero reason to really chase the stuff unless you want it that's a good enough that's a good enough reason I think it's an even better reason if you're going to gear up to go up that's what I always say gear up to go up you're getting the gear in the normal version of the raid or the normal version of the activity to go up into the harder difficulty inversions because there's intrinsic benefits that is a natural sense of self pruning that takes place into the end game you're naturally replacing loot because you have a, a, an intrinsic incentive to do it and then for those who aren't interested, no worries. They can just hang out on the floor, 1100 version, and they can use whatever the frick they want. Bungie doesn't have, as far as I can tell, they don't seem to have a holistic idea in mind about how this is all supposed to interwork within itself. They just introduced gear retirement and nothing seems set up for it. <laughs> nothing. It, it It's... Sadly, I, I think that's one of the reasons it's been so ill-received is because we just keep discovering problems with it. You know? Godlover9000, did you renew or re-up your membership? I I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I see it on my dashboard now. Anna Senpai says, Why is Gambit still light-level enabled PvP? It's the only core activity that's pseudo-light-level enabled. I like... Uh, I kill ads fine with my sunset guns, but I get one tap by Xeno. Feels inconsistent. The, so I was playing Gambit over the weekend for the weekly challenge. Yeah, my you know my son and I were playing. I'd, I'd help. He would do stuff. I'd, I'd help him like run over to some of the ads and shoot him and stuff. Um, and my opinion on Gambit hasn't changed. I think it's terribly is a terribly designed game mode. I think it's glitchy, buggy damage output of the enemies in aggro is insanely inconsistent um I, I don't know we got stuck in so many terrible fights where like we summoned early well before they did but they just kept invading and killing us over and over and over again and we won but it just delayed the inevitable it was more pesky and frustrating uh, than, it, than it was an actual like back and forth. It was like, you're never going to beat us. Our guy's been out for forever. Our envoy stacks are getting higher and higher and higher. And they don't even have their, they don't, they didn't even have their, their primeval summon, but they, they basically just became a nuisance, annoying us, you know, and eventually we won. It's just, I, I know people like, I know people like the mode, but I'm telling you, it's 
it's it's just garbage. It's a garbage game mode. It doesn't flow well. It doesn't work well. It doesn't run well. It's glitchy. It's buggy. It's inconsistent. Um, I just the only thing to praise about it right now is the modes are 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 it goes quickly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It it's it's a quick it's a quick endeavor now. People are not playing their farming bounties and quests in the hand cannon. Right. That's the other problem with Gambit is they always set up Gambit as like it's like this 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 testing ground where everybody goes in and doesn't do what they're supposed to do. My son was playing and I know there's some MMR like skill-based matchmaking active in there. And obviously my son was playing terribly. He's 5 years old and he was just having fun. And we were getting matched into games with people that like I, I didn't even know if they were using their controllers. It was insane. The games went for forever. No one was banking no one was summoning no one was trying to kill we had a couple games where we had like invaders that would just keep coming over and killing and that was basically it just ratcheting up the the guardian kills I guess I just don't think it's a good game mode I don't think it will ever be a good game mode like alright let's just run the numbers I haven't I've not looked at them in a while alright population somebody did it uh, about 20 minutes ago Gamut got 356,000 people yesterday. Crucible got 56, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 560,000. So it's, you know, it's 200,000 under Crucible. You know, Trials, Trials got 134,000 people. So Gamut gets twice the number of Trials, uh, you know, on a, on, a, on a daily engagement. I I will never make sense of why. Now, honestly, Gambit is an is in an unfair advantage right now with player engagement. It's probably spiked quite a bit because people are trying to get that friggin' bottom dollar. They want that hand cannon. So the the numbers, it's it's so hard to argue against the numbers. So you can't you can't say to cut it. You can't say to cut it. Look how many people are playing. Now you might again you might push back and say, but Lono the mode still sucks. Most of those people are just going, uh, you know, they're just going for the, the the bottom dollar. And you might be right. But even before the bottom dollar came out, the, the Gambit still had daily numbers that always kind of impressed me. Um, Gambit will also be better than Trials because it's more accessible. Well, sure, you you can match make into it. So obviously, it's going to dwarf a daily engaged player base that requires a pre-made fire team and doesn't have matchmaking that yeah that's kind of a given i think i think gamut has an automatic advantage in that in in that regard um so yeah you know it's i don't know there's not there's there's nothing you can do to make it better listen i'm gonna be honest this is what i think bungie did this is what i think bungie did i think bungie just said listen we're never going to really improve this mode let's just make it go faster so that people can just get in and get out that's what it feels like to me it feels like to me that they basically just took the pain dial and turned it as as low as they could let's just make it a quick a a quick endeavor we're never going to actually make this a game mode that feels like it's well designed Gavin, in theory, is a good idea, but I don't know if there's really a way to balance it. If one team gets out ahead, it's basically impossible for the other team to win. It's not really competitive. Right, and if you make the other team can rubber band back and have catch-up mechanics, catch-up mechanics are infuriating. When Gambit first launched, there were people who would play from behind because the catch-up mechanics were so strong, it was actually a strategy to play from behind. You'd let the team get ahead. 
and then you'd kill their invader and then you'd bank like crazy and then you'd boomerang slingshot past them um and then if there is no form of of catch up mechanics then it just becomes a steamroll bank first invade first slow the other team down win easy money because the first invade even if you don't get any kills it just it it puts everything to a screeching halt on the other side they've got to hide they got to pay attention to where you are they can't bank their pro- the moat drain is back you know they they brought that over from prime you know uh, somebody with the name Lopez just ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We have, I think we've sold more than 130 bags now. Um, the newest Mario Kart's ruined because of how strong the catch-up mechanic is. It gets worse because I, we were, I was playing with my kiddos and we were getting golds on all the CCs. We had to leave 150 CC. I couldn't do it. it. It was it like it was so frustrating to play 150 CC on the new Mario Kart because like if you were in first, you're literally a punching bag for three laps, and you lose based on luck. It it I, I couldn't consistently win. It was so frustrating. I was like, guys, we got to go back down to 100 CC. I was like, I'm 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 racing well, and I'm just a punching bag. I, I couldn't take it. We we just stopped playing 150. Creature says it still is the stretch. Always force the other team to bank and then drop three blockers and invade. Game over. Right, you kind of wait. Yeah, 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 that's right, because it's got the prime set up. You don't bank first now. You wait. And then they send all their blockers over. They can't drain what's not there. You kill all those blockers and bam, 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 bam. And then they get drained. Even if they invade first, it doesn't matter. They're getting drained, They're and you're not. So... There's a new Mario Kart. Well, I don't think they mean new Mario Kart. It's just going to mean the, the newest one you can play right now. Um, I literally can't play it at the 150 without getting super tilted. It just isn't fun. It's like I can I can race my heart out and have perfect perfect turns, perfect super turns, and it doesn't matter. It, it, it just, you get the snot kicked out of you in first place. And without fail, without fail... The, the, the straw that broke the camel's back is three races in a row in, in Mario Kart. Three races in a row. I would have something to defend myself against a red shell and a ghost, a boo, would steal it and then after he stole it, red shell would come in. So they were manipulating the drops to the, to, to the most absurd level. I couldn't take it. Like three matches in a row, I got bumped into like third or fourth place on the last lap. I was like, all right, I got a shell, I got a banana peel, I can defend myself. They would steal it, and then seconds later, I'd get blasted by a red shell. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I can't do this. I can't, I can't take this. That's a cute Valentine's Day uh, cookie mama. Um, so, and, and, in, and in Gambit, you would have similar situations. It's super not fun to lose to people that are catching up all the time. Like it's, it just, it's, it's not fun. It's frustrating. So, uh, Radical with the next question. What type of evolution or additions are you looking forward to seeing for Battlegrounds as the season progresses? I mean, I would really, really like to see them them say, what is it, not letting people order now? Available on back order? Yeah, we might want to update that that text to not say that now that we're, we've hit zero. Um... Uh, anyone watching this hacker play Destiny on the purple platform it's conical he's been banned two times and still just keeps making accounts 
why wouldn't they just IP ban him? They have his IP if he's if he's streaming through an ingest server. I mean, well, I guess if he's using uh, an um, a, like a VPN or something, it seems like with their own ingest server internal data, they could easily stop that from happening. Um, um, so yeah, I I just I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, we got a new question. Sorry, I, I almost went back to talking about Gambit. So for Radical's question. They've not announced it, so it's not going to happen, but a man can dream. I would love to see a hard mode come out. Um, I don't know. It's match made, so they could do it. You know, you're instancing in. You know, you're instancing in. So I, I, I feel like they could they could create uh, a hard mode or a challenge mode or something, but it's, pro- it's probably not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. They've 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 not intimated that even in the least bit, um, and here's the thing: if you bring a hard mode, you gotta have drops to warrant it. When they did hard mode sundial, and I was like, "You get a pinnacle." I was like, "Why am I gonna go in there?" Hard mode sundial was the biggest joke ever. They took away all the fun. You, you lost all the positive modifiers and got a pinnacle. I was like, "Thanks." What 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 is this? It was dumb. Darksider says Gambit right now is all about banking 25 first invading and preventing the other team uh, to go above zero modes. The new ammo finders and Aeon Cult exotics make you always have heavy with eyes. You easy kill and the amount of damage you deal to the primeval is near impossible to catch up from behind. It's so easy to stomp in Gambit now. Yeah, I, did. I don't think stomping is avoidable. I don't. I don't think stomping is avoidable. Um, so... Hitman with the next question. Lono, do you think that we will see a bump eventually for 450 ARs? I'm enjoying the Shadow Price farm, but never since Uriel's 450s haven't felt too great. Oh man, 450s are problematic because they're in a sweet spot, and the minute they're they're strong in Crucible, they're uh, they're so so one size fits all. Um. Do you remember how strong the recluse was? Well, one of the reasons the recluse was so strong was because there's not a um, there's not a high skill floor on using it, right? There's not a high skill floor, so the the auto rifles are in a similar spot. Four fifties are very very tough. They shoot at such a good. They're in such a good lane that if you make them really good they're going to basically run over the crucible. You wouldn't use anything else. And so I would love to see them buffed up in PVE big time because I was using it yesterday and I didn't think it was that special. Um, it's, it's nostalgic, but there's nothing about the shadow price worth writing home about. I mean, even with one for all procced in a lost sector, I mean, it felt nice, but I wasn't like impressed. Um, so I would say they need a PVE buff, sure, but you got to be really, really careful with uh, the 450s in the Crucible because they are super duper accessible and easy to use. And when the skill floor is low, like anybody can grab it and go, you know, go do work. You got to be extra, extra careful with making that archetype strong in Crucible. Coyote says. Should the weekly lockout of upgrading the hammer for Battleground be removed? I wonder if they're going to ramp this up because who wants to spend 
you know, what is it, seven weeks <laughs> leveling that thing up? I, 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 I can't get behind this decision. I can't. Seven weeks is absurd. It's a, it's a 12-week season, you know? I, I'm, not, I'm not spending two, two-thirds of the season leveling something. But and then I start grinding, and then it really starts to pay off. They got to ramp that up. I'm okay with it taking three, maybe four weeks. Three, maybe four weeks, but not seven at the current interval. So I'm hoping they ramp up and there's more stuff each week to cash in. And then that could help you boomerang a little bit because the weekly challenges aren't supposed to go away, right? Like the weekly challenge, do the weekly challenges go away? I can't remember what they said. I thought they made it sound like that stuff wouldn't expire the way that the bounties did. So you should be able to boomerang if you miss a week and get your rep for the helm even if you miss a week, right? Yo, it's good liquid smoke. Um, They stay. Yeah, okay, so they stay. And that's good. So you could get two or three weeks in and maybe you maybe you uh, you didn't get them all done and then you could, you could really boomerang back up. My thought process is you would do three the first week and then the next couple of weeks need to be so there's 21 total right and so we've done three and that leaves um how many does that leave so there's not 20 not 20 not 21 not 29 19 18 so i would do six a week for the for the next three weeks so it takes one month to max it out i would make it possible for the next three weeks to get six levels a week to polish off the remaining 18 that's what i would do if i was bungie so we end the first month of the season with a fully upgraded helm and a fully upgraded hammer and then you spend the final two months of the season just going nuts now keep in mind a lot of people aren't going to be doing that they're not going to have it maxed out in a month that's a, that's a lot of work that's a lot of challenges the biggest thing now is that it's three across all characters so I play one or three tunes. It takes the same time. That's an issue. I don't know if I have a problem with that. Data miners have said we will only get medium rep like we did this week, and it will only get larger toward the 10-week mark. 10 weeks? That's not th- that's at the end of the season. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you wait that long? You got to question sometimes some of their decisions. It's like, I am always in favor of trickling the content. I'm always in favor of slowly releasing things. So we have stuff to do later in the season, right? I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with that, right? Um, so, I don't know. The... If they want people to be invested, I don't think that's the right way to get people invested. That feels like a cheap way to get folks to log in week to week. I think you want people logging in week to week because they're chasing stuff and they're enjoying chasing stuff. If that's how they're padding playtime, I just, I I don't know. I don't want to spend the entire season leveling up the helm. According to the list, Bungie expects us to reach 1300 power in week three. Okay, that seems, I mean, I'm not worried about the power grind. I'm talking about leveling up the helm, you know, gold Magikarp says, I think battlegrounds is one of the better seasonal activities Bungie has done, but it's very easy. Could a contest mode work in a seasonal activity if rewards are worth it? 
I'm always in support of getting more capital out of Contest Modifier because I believe Contest Modifier brings an intensity and a you know a, 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 an opportunity to feel like you need to stay alive, right? I, I do. I think that they do a good job with it. I think Contest feels good. The concern would be. The concern would be that if you put it in something like Battlegrounds, the enemy density wouldn't jive with Contest. Now, this is something that I've hammered them on with respect, uh, with respect to um, Grandmaster Nightfalls. Right? I've kind of hammered them for this because it's like I don't feel strikes were designed for contest because enemy density, size of the areas, all these places that you're going were never really designed to have the enemies be as strong as they are, outputting the damage that they are, and then it gets really, really, really messy really, really quickly. So because of that, uh, because of that, when I look at the battlegrounds, if you suddenly turned on contest modifier, my concern would be as it exists right now, they'd have to make significant tweaks. They'd have to make significant tweaks. Because if they don't, you, it, it, I don't think it would translate. You would just be getting obliterated. You're getting shot from like so many places. Uh, and the boss fights too would probably end up being like inordinately long. It takes five charges to focus a specific stat armor. That's 20 charges at least for a full set, 20 runs at least. If hammer remains time-gated, it'll be a nightmare. Right, it's supposed to get easier and faster to charge and get gold and all of that. And unfortunately, it feels like they, they, they don't want that to be too generous too early. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's good. It doesn't seem like a good decision. Earthos. Battlegrounds are great, but double primary feels awful against an army of phalanxes. Do you think champions are good fit in battlegrounds? Uh, they could be. They could be. So, the champion system sucks. Okay? It just sucks. Here's a brand new bow. Isn't this bow awesome? Yes, I'm loving using this bow. This is so cool. And then you matchmake into battlegrounds, and it's unstoppable and anti-barrier, and you're like... Ah, okay, I guess I'll put my bow away. I was having fun with it. It's one of the best primary exotics I've used recently. Back to a hand cannon. Come on, Bungie. You're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. You nail a new exotic. New exotic feels dope, fun to use, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time in Battlegrounds. I'm matchmaking my first Battlegrounds, and I'm like, unstoppable and anti-barrier. Awesome. Thumbs up. Thank you, Bungie, for more loadout coercion. We're not sick of that by now. Get with the frickin' program, Bungie. They had a year to figure out champions, and at this point, I say, frick them. Get them out of the game. You can't, you've jacked it up. It's annoying. It serves no purpose other than to frustrate the player's loadout. Get them the frick out of the game, or I know this would be really, really difficult. Just let us use champion mods for whatever we're doing. Unstoppable? No problem. Just draw the bow long enough to proc it, or shoot them twice with a bow. for anti-barrier or overload or whatever seriously 
I used to think champions were the tip of the iceberg that can really use these to create loadout diversity and mechanics within combat so it's not always just shooting sponges but they've just continued to fumble the ball you literally kicked off the season with a bow that feels perfectly designed for the bombastic chaos of battlegrounds and the minute I go into match made battlegrounds you're like oh by the way you can't deal with any of the champions with that bow what okay I'll put it away it's like Merry Christmas yes we got you this brand new remote control car isn't it awesome yeah dude have fun playing with that and after like 20 minutes like take it away from the kid and be like now we know that you're really enjoying the new remote control car but you gotta use this old car that you've already had from your room go dig it out you know, from under your bed and you got to play with that for an hour and then you can have the remote control car back but then we're going to keep making you play with the old car because we're I don't know, we're too stupid to figure out how to let people use the guns they want welcome to a looter shooter that at every turn is constantly telling you to use other weapons Grab your bounties and make sure you use a bunch of guns that you don't feel like using. Welcome to content with champions. Hopefully you like using all these other guns that you don't like using. Oh man, anti-barrier, put on a scout or a sniper. Now, I will admit the scout and sniper stuff's probably going to come in handy in the Grandmasters, but it's so dumb. We highlighted this in Season of Dawn. So Bungie can keep memeing on their own community about we're listening, we're listening. Frick you and your smarmy attitude. You're listening. That's what you sound like. They've known since Sundial we didn't like this. Welcome to Sundial. Half the weapons in here can't use champion mods. So that brand new auto rifle that you got from Sundial can't use the champion mods. Put it away. Or that unstoppable jerk in the one mode, what was it, where like the Hammer of Dawn came down? That one unstoppable guy was so annoying, and how did you have to deal with him? A bow or a scout? Yay! I can't wait to go into close quarters bombastic combat and use a bow and a scout. This could be awesome. Is no one talking to the design team? Like, who said, you know what we should do? Let's put, let's put, let's put anti-barrier on uh, scouts and bows and snipers okay that'll be cool oh and while we're doing that let's create a really close quarters intense bombastic activity that there's no real place for scouts and bows and snipers in it's, it's like it's like team A isn't talking to team B and you want to know the easiest way to fix this stop trying to micromanage the player and let us put champion mods on whatever the frick we want so now when I run battlegrounds I like it it's fun do you want to know what I do I ignore the champions I'm that player I'm like no frick you and frick your champions I'm not switching my guns I want to use the bow, I want to use a shotgun and I'm going to ignore your champions and it's going to annoy the people that I get matched with and good, I hope it does I hope they get annoyed and I hope they complain because we've been complaining about this in Sundial 
It doesn't make any sense to be like, here is an activity. Oh, by the way, um, the activity rewards you with a sidearm and an SMG and a bow. So two of the three primaries you can earn from Battlegrounds and from the season aren't even relevant to the champions right now. Unstoppable and anti-barrier. It doesn't even make any sense. So I'm supposed to use weapons that don't even drop in the dadgum activity to... To, to, to interact with the activity it's stupid it's been stupid since sundial I don't understand how they've heard that feedback and haven't thought why don't we just make all the champion mods standard I, I you know I don't understand why don't we just make them all standard who who cares about your dumb artifact oh yay I, I get to be passively told what to run this season if there's any champions about. And what did people do last season? They would just run guillotine. That's what we're doing now. We just bake them. We just bake the unstoppable and the anti-barrier. I don't even I don't even hear them getting stunned half the time. We don't even do it. So we're either ignoring your mechanic or becoming annoyed by it. We're not actually engaging with the mechanic. So get champions out of the game or empower the player to run what they want. If year three has taught us anything, it's that we're sick of you telling us how to play. Like it's with respect, shut up and just go make more content. Stop telling me what I should use. And oh, you want to do bounties? Well, hopefully you brought a sidearm scout rifle, linear fusion rifle, uh, and a trace rifle with you. The, the, the combinations don't even make any sense. Oh, by the way, everything is void singe this week, but all the bounties want you to get kills with arc and solar because that makes sense. We can't synergize the bounty system with the burns. You told us you were going to make bounties better in year four, and they're still terrible. They're, you're, you're still making me compete with my teammates. You're still making me use guns I don't want to. And to add insult to injury, I think Battlegrounds is a great start. It's good content. But I, if I want to run the cool new bow, I basically have to ignore the champions. Or, or do what the question posits. Run double primary. Talk about regressive... Let's yeah, let's let's devolve back to double primary. That's perfect. It doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't. We know a game looks like you can play like you want. Outriders. Oh, pff. Outriders is gonna is gonna be another godfall. Write that down. Put it on your put it on your your refrigerator, so that in in what launches in April. In May or June, will I be like, yep, it's another godfall. Ripped apart by a ravenous player base and cast aside. It's got no endurance. Um, I, I'm going to check it out. Looks dope, but I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. It's, uh, no. That's going to be another godfall. I think it's going to fall on its face. I don't think games like that can survive us <laughs> I don't I don't think they can they can't <laughs> it's like Bungie sitting in the corner just laughing you, what's that you're gonna make a loot based game <laughs> oh, 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 oh good luck 
<laughs> have fun with that it's gonna be hilarious why what's the problem and it's like all those horrific videos you see from black friday and like everybody storms in and rips the game apart and like a month later like game sucks <laughs> another destiny killer yeah yeah, yeah. here it comes Oh man, doe-eyed and naive. Here comes this loot-based game. And everybody's like, Rrr! and then like, like a week later, everyone's like, this game blows. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> sorry. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. And you are as adorable as the video games that think they can survive <laughs> the current zetgeist of gaming rhythms and, and, and content consumption. <laughs> You're adorable, and so are the games that think they can survive. Godfall, Division 2, it's funny. It's so funny to watch. (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) Alright, next question is from Temper. I hope Battlegrounds is a good look into the future seasonal loops. It's not quite Menagerie Sundial, but it's much better than the others we've gotten. If they can keep this up, we're in a good spot. This is not a question, but I tend to agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One word, cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If CD Projekt Red can't do it, dude, I don't know, man. Anything that gets launched right now, it's going to get shredded. It's going to get shredded. Division 2 is not comparable to Godfall. They've all fallen by the wayside in varying degrees. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not saying Division's dead and terrible. I'm just saying there is... It's, it's like throwing food in piranha-infested waters and being like, how long do you think it's going to take? It's like, it's like taking bets, you know? It's like, all right, we got, a, you know, we got an entire you know, leg from a cow that was donated to our contest here, and you throw it in the water. It's like, how long do you think it's going to take? It, it, it's, it's not a matter of will it be overconsumed and thrown out. It's a matter of how long that will take. Unless you specifically build your game with a massive amount of elasticity and scalability from day one, it will get mercilessly overplayed and thrown into the gutter. It, it's unavoidable. That the way that games are consumed now, you to scope that out when these games started being developed, you know, three, four, five years ago. Unless you build it like World of Warcraft, EverQuest, subscription model, deep, deep, deep MMO build, like, scaffolding, unless you do that, your game will get just obliterated. Uh, It's, it, it can't, you know, in Lord of the Rings, when, like, uh, Aragorn shows up with, like, the undead army, and they just, like, They just like comb, they just like comb over like water, like water breaking on a rock. They just, they just wash over the giant elephants. <laughs> That's the gaming community. They're like, it's a new game. They just wash over the game. And then everyone's like, well, it's over. <laughs> That's just what it feels like. I, I did. Player uh, engagement numbers and the ability for people to play it. It's it's not something that games can be built to scale for right now. It just isn't. Have you ever been to a restaurant 
on a busy corner or a busy intersection and there's just there is no way for the traffic to get through it's not possible right like the road was designed 30 40 50 years ago uh before you know chick-fil-a became all the rage there was a chick-fil-a it was one of the busiest in the country okay it's a couple miles from my house they literally shut down for a month to expand the kitchen because they didn't build their their normal their normal build for a Chick-fil-A location it wasn't built to the to the to the scope of traffic that they were getting so they literally had to shut down and like double their kitchen capacity and seating it was absurd why well because the the level of response they got was beyond what they could they could they could conceivably meet and that's gaming right now like games that drop it's like it it is it's just they're using dev tools and engines and and the the, the ability to output it's just it's not there consumer demand is at like at a scale of like a thousand and companies are cranking out games that land in the five and six hundreds it's just like it just gets it gets inhaled it's like what's well, gone there's, it's really, really difficult. Division's lasting. I have heard good things about Division 2, so don't get me wrong. I'm not blasting these games as if they're utter failures, but Division 2 had a very, very similar launch. Super overconsumed, not built to last. Everyone chucks it to the side two weeks later. Um, that's not a slam. I just, I'm telling you, we're at a, we're at, we're at a point in the history of gaming that is, it's just, it's new. The number of players, the number of hours a player can put into a game is higher than it's ever been. And elasticity, longevity, depth, substance, all those things, just they can't hit the levels needed in the development, uh, you know, dev cycles that most companies are allotted. It just isn't. (laughs) Yeah. And throw gas on the fire. Everybody's staying at home. (laughs) It's yeah. Massive always writes a ship. It just takes him two years to do it. Right, yeah, right. Uh, I got to go a little bit faster here. Uh, Arnold, if you had a free hand to redesign any in-game activity, what would you focus on? Would Battlegrounds be a framework for it? I think Battlegrounds is a good framework. I think Blindwell is okay. Uh, it doesn't quite feel like you're just in like a 50-yard position doing the same thing because it rotates bosses change. Um, so, But I think stuff like Battlegrounds with difficulty spectrum... And uh, and more uh, player intentionality. Always, you always want to empower the player to chase the loot that they want. Always, uh, chef. I believe sunsetting overall was a good idea. I'm so tired of running uh, mountaintop recluse anarchy for every PPE activity, uh, just because they were so far beyond the best loot. Many people hate sunsetting. Uh, in your opinion, where is the middle ground? I think the middle ground is 15 months. Uh, that's the window. You give people 15 months. They have an entire season to chase the loot. At the end of that season, they have an entire year before sunsetting takes an, uh, takes effect. So that's um, that's kind of where I land on it. I, I, it is needed. Oh, also, they need to start creating a lot more, you know, risk taking loot up at the up at the tip of the pyramid. We didn't get anything worthy right now of like, well, this needs sunset in a while. No, there's nothing like that in the game right now. Uh, the Raz. 
Loving the content, Lono. Excited for the coffee. Oh, thank you. Just curious of what your thoughts are on Bungie doing the seasonal sandbox shift. Example, nerf swords, buff rockets, making the sandbox meta shift to new archetypes. This seems to be a trend with the sandbox adjustments. They've been doing this for a while. Luke Smith was once interviewed and talked about how they like seasons of dominance for certain weapons. Um... I think primaries are less of a pendulum swing lately. I think a lot of the primary weapons are in a good spot. You, you know, especially if you go into the Crucible right now, I don't think you, you're not going to feel like you must run a certain meta. Um, you're, you're probably going to be able to run most of the primaries in the game right now and not feel pigeonholed into a meta. Uh, thank you. Somebody named Nate just ordered some coffee. Thank you for that. We've sold well over 100 bags today. You guys are awesome. Frenzy's worthy of sunsetting, but why did they introduce a pinnacle perk like that on basic legendaries? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's going to combine with other stuff later, Eugene, and like uh, other archetypes, other perks maybe. I, I don't know. So, I, I don't think they're adjusting primaries that extreme, but I do think they like to do that with heavies. They like to shift heavies around. Grenade launchers were great. After machine guns were great. And then swords were great. And now rockets are great. They've kind of always done it this way. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's what they do. Okie, okay. having new loot in almost every activity has been a revelation. At what rhythm do you think that they should and can update the playlist in dungeons? Okay, as soon as possible. The reason I hammered on those things week one is because I want the community to run with that narrative immediately on Reddit, on forums, on Twitter, everywhere. Bungie should be hearing loud and clear. The dungeon should be farmable and not be on a weekly lockout. And the playlist guns should drop every time. The versions on those weapons is in the two to nine thousands, depending on how picky you are. There are two to nine thousand different versions of these weapons. They should be dropping every time. Every time you finish a gambit match, one of those three weapons should drop because it's also in a loot pool competing against armor drops. I want that narrative driving super hard right now. Okay, I don't care who the person is, whether they make YouTube videos, whether they stream, whether they're on a Reddit or a Twitter feed or anything, that communication needs to be loud and crystal clear to them. A, it's awesome you put loot everywhere, but you're talking about completely untenable pursuit rates. Like, no one's going to get what they want, and eventually we're going to have the same feeling at the end of this season that we did at Beyond Light. We're going to feel like playlist activities are dead, and there's no reason to chase them right there's no reason you're just never going to get them and dungeons weekly lockout there's no reason to do that anymore there's no powerful drop there's no pinnacle drop they're a loot grind those changes need to be need to be churned out in, 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 in as fast as possible I would say at least in the next two weeks they need to make those changes immediately should they update these pools every season and ditch the world loot altogether? Yeah, the world loot is a whole other discussion, Oki, because here's my problem with the world loot. They bring back four year one weapons from Destiny 2. They bring back four year one weapons and they throw random rolls on them. And th- why? You can't get them with any sense of agency at all. You want a, you want an eternal blazon? Right? You want a fusion yeah, that fusion rifle? Yeah, good luck. Why? What's the point? What is the point? In bringing back weapons to be like, yeah, they're in the world loophole, so, you know, you, you'll see a couple sometimes. You, 
you cannot come out and tell the community you're struggling to make loot and you're hiring more people to make more loot and treat your loot in this way right you just can't so and so is giving the opposite feedback about the gambit and other drops he was saying I've been asking for D1 drop rarity rates for forever what a clown I mean, I don't want to stoop to an insult, but I would say you can't ask for D1 drop rates in a sunsetting destiny. You're like I said the other day, that's an old pair of shoes with a new outfit. You know what I mean? You're putting on a tuxedo, brand new tuxedo to go to a wedding and you're throwing on, you know, old grass stained tennis shoes. It doesn't fit. It doesn't match. Uh, so-and-so was playing a card this weekend and specifically talked about finding a better drop rate for the playlist weapons said they won't be dropping every game but more often than they are now well at least that's something That's so- I would take anything over nothing at that point because they're, they're super super hard to chase right now so you, you can't you can't have a destiny 1 drop rate in a sunsetting destiny it just doesn't work you can't do it Play devil's advocate, though. Do you want world loot to be forever meaningless? Shouldn't there be something new on there from time to time? No, 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 no. Here's the ticket, Doc. I didn't give a complete thought. I think it's totally fine to have a world loot pool so when something drops, and you're like, oh, I got one. Let me check it, right? Let me check it. That's totally fine. That doesn't necessitate a lack of agency. I should be able to chase an eternal blazon if I want one. What is so hard about this? I'm not talking to you. What's so hard to understand about this, Bungie? We're not in a context where you can be like, if you get one, you get one. (laughs) You can't do that. You don't have a ton of loot. You finally add a ton of loot, and 17 of the weapons are in this weird, no-player agency pursuit valley. How are you going to get any of these guns? The nine playlist weapons and the four reissued weapons from year one are in this valley of zero player agency. You can't do that. You can't do that in a seasonal model and a sunsetting model. People arguing for drop rates like that, that's fine. Their preferences are, are their preferences, but you can't let your preferences override logic and reason. The game isn't set up to say, oh yeah, it might take you six months to get that with the bad drop rate. But what? What are you talking about? It'll be it'll be it'll be almost sunset by the time I get one. If if you're not even that picky, you're talking about two thousand different versions of the of the of the bottom dollar. And at the current drop rate, how, what what one point one percent of the community is going to get the version that they want, and everyone else is just annoyed by it? I, I don't know. The treating those weapons like a checklist. People aren't going to be like, well, I checked that one off the list. Yo, yeah, I finally got one. Finally got a, finally got a bottom dollar. Listen, you have to understand something about loot. Loot is dangerous. There are two sides to the sword here. It's a double-edged sword. Loot can be extremely motivating, and it can be extremely demotivating. You know what this feels like. If, if, if loot feels so scarce, so unobtainable, it feels like a fruitless endeavor, the other side of the blade cuts you, and you're like, forget this, I'm done. 
reckoning was that way for me i was like this is so stupid i i don't want to do this it isn't fun it isn't fun the other side of the blade motivates you to go in there are loot is incredibly dangerous if you mismanage loot in this game you can drive people away even though they added tons of loot it's not as simple as just throwing loot in the game what did i say before the season started I'm super encouraged to see they're adding more guns to the playlist, but I'm really concerned they'll lack agency and intentionality and just become a frustration point for the community. And we're one week in, and look at what everybody is saying. Everyone's like, dude, I I can't get a bottom dollar. This freaking sucks. I ran 30, 40 some odd gambit matches. I'm freaking done. Do you see what loot does? It drives people to the point that they hit a breaking point. It's so motivating, it turns in on itself, and it becomes demotivating. Does that make sense? You, 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 the game, the game betrays itself. Your, your, your motivations as a player ends up, you end up, you, like, under, under, I don't even know what to call it. You uproot it. And it's like, well, I don't even want to do this anymore. This is so friggin' stupid. But if a gun dropped every single match, oh, you get stuck. You're like, dude, one more, one more. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's just run a couple more. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What? It's dropping every time. It does something. It does something up here. Like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, let's keep going, let's keep going, keep going. Instead of being like, why? Can't get it to drop. D1 didn't have random rolls and why are people grinding Omnigol? D1 had random rolls? They, what are you, yeah, what are you talking about? D1 didn't have random rolls in their raids, but they had random rolls. Uh, Freddy, you talked about how loot should drop. Should all loot outside the tower? Oh, should all loot drop outside the tower? Or does it need to balance between? I like where it is right now. I like where it is right now. I run a Nightfall or a Strike for a chance at the playlist weapons and the, and the Nightfall stuff. I know the Nightfall drop rate's absurd when you're at the low level, but still... I get the gold. I get drops at the end of the strike out of the chest and on my screen because that's how that's how shadow price drops. Like hit your screen. Um I do that I get gold. So that's one loot delivery method. I take my gold, slot in the hammer, I open the red chest at the end of a battleground, then I smash a chest at the end of the battleground. Now I've got some umbrals and I go focus my umbrals. That's excellent excellent diversity we're not doing the same dadgum thing where it's it's intermixed you could you go run a dungeon too same thing different loot delivery in a dungeon it's popping out of a chest after every encounter this is very this is the best loot delivery diversity we have ever had in a season seasons got way too one-dimensional we were getting our loot from umbrals 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 or sundial 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 fractaline 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 they were way, way too two-dimensional. The way we get loot right now is so good. We need to continue to say, yes, Bungie, this is exactly how the game should feel. There are different activities, different destinations, and different sources of loot, and the means of delivering that loot is different everywhere. That's exactly how it should be. It hides the monotony from you. It doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over. That's why Umbral's got such, for, to me, just seems so stupid. Like, yeah, do whatever you want. Just come back to the tower, the pile of umbrals, and focus them. There was no there was no loot delivery excitement at all in Season of Arrivals. Season of Arrivals was good, but the loot delivery was horrible. 
Robert Jones. There are additional battleground maps coming, but do you think that there will be additional difficulty added to the current maps? Are these current maps fine as for the entire season? I don't think we're getting more difficult versions, but I think Bungie really needs to consider getting more capital out of what they build. Every gun should have an adept version. Every gun should have an adept version, and uh, every activity should probably have a harder version. I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. You like the Umbral system now? I'm not a huge fan of it, Pugs, but I'm glad that it's not the primary source of loot pursuit. It is one of like four or five methods of obtaining loot. It's not the method. So I still don't like it all that much, but given that like I'm getting loot from all these other sources and, and I'm getting loot in all these other ways, I think Umbrals are okay when they're intermixed like that. You know what I mean? It's like when you buy vegetable medley and one of the vegetables really isn't your favorite in the mix, but it's okay. It's tolerable because when you, you know, you're eating it all together, um, you can go run every single activity in the game and they drop, yet you need to run one activity to charge something to focus the engram. I mean, I can see that being a point of frustration, Pugs, but that's not true. You don't need the hammer to charge it. You need the ha- I'm sorry, you don't need the hammer to focus it. You need the hammer to, f- hammer to focus it narrowly. All you need are legendary shards to focus it g- generally. There's very general focusing that just costs a legendary shard. Then there's the more focus, more focus, more focus, like the more narrow it gets. So sure, if you really want to focus the engram, yes, you have to charge the hammer, but you are not required to do that. You can focus your umbrals more generically just for legendary shards. Again, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying I I think there's a balance here that's probably uh, better than it was in the past. In Arrivals, didn't we simply use a currency to narrow focus it? Yeah, and that currency was was a bottleneck at the beginning of the season. At the end of the season, you had plenty. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a buffer grind. It's like a buffer grind. They did the same thing. Remember people were AFKing forges and then everybody was running uh, nightmare hunts to get the currency for umbral focusing. It was like those little, um, it was like, they look like little Doritos is what I called them. Uh, Oki with the next question. I get annoyed by limitations on anti-champion loadouts. However, it also makes more guns valuable because that they could be needed in future seasons for Nightfalls and Legendary Lost Sectors. What do you think is a happy medium? There's not a happy medium. I'm tired of being told to use other guns. I'm, I've, I've hit the breaking point. I'm sick of bounties telling me to do it. I'm sick of anti-champion mods telling me to do it. Stop giving me guns and then telling me to not use them. It's, it's just so so antithetical to the game's identity. It's a looter shooter that's constantly telling you to use other weapons instead of just using the ones that you farmed for and are enjoying. Case in point, the brand new bow. I'm an hour into your season and you're basically like, yeah, put the bow away. It's so, so dumb. It's, it's dumb. You have a looter shooter that's constantly telling you what loot to use. It's backwards. Chase this loot, but don't use it. Why? Well, you got to use this stuff. Why? Well, just because we just, you know, we're obsessed with with passive, under-the-radar micromanagement of the player's behavior. Like, I, I don't know why they do it, but I'm sick. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Uh, filthy. Even with a fully charged hammer, there's no way to guarantee one drop of the weapon that you want. Do you see this becoming a problem once the new season feeling wears off? Previous recaster used the equivalent of Cabal Gold for weapon engrams. Much longer grind now, yet the engrams are still 50-50. Well, they were 50-50 back then, too. There was no guarantee back then, either. 
if you focused it for a weapon, it was the auto rifle or the pulse rifle. It was this or that. It was a one or it was it was a 50-50 shot. So I, I I've not measured I've not measured the time investment to get to the 50-50 shot, but the 50-50 shot back then was still you had to put in time to get the currency to focus the engram, and it was still you get this gun or this gun. So uh, Moped Mike. With the larger amount of enemies seen in Battlegrounds and how Good Devil's Lair feels with the current enemy placement, how can Bungie implement more enemies without PvE becoming horde mode? I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer this. I, uh, I think enemy density is fine, and I think there's a place for modes that feel like a horde mode where they just kind of keep coming. Um, so, it was easier to get the currency. You need three charges, which is three Battlegrounds. Yeah, the current... Was it? Well, yeah, and then we got to the point where didn't you get like free focuses or something? Like you could you could get free umbral focuses like once a week or something. And then so while you were using those, you were earning the currency. Yeah, it was it was a little bit more generous to the player for focusing. I, I that that they might need to look at that. I don't know. Once the helm's completely updated, we don't know what the charge rate's going to look like because there's like the get extra charges perks and stuff. So. Um, but as far as this question, like, I, I don't know. This is, this is super specific. Like, I, I don't know how to answer this question. Uh, Gilly in the Mist. Do you think that Battlegrounds have enough loot? I like the weapons, but I want more quantity than what we have, especially when we get 30, uh, weapons. Only four of them are in the new seasonal activity. The time spent on those reissued guns should be spent making new ones. I mean, it, it's six of one half a dozen of the other with respect to loot quantity you you would argue this way but then other people would argue the other way they would be like well I want these weapons updated or this area doesn't have any weapons I personally think that the reissues are needed because it keeps other places relevant like I would rather have two dungeons relevant right now because that felt really good I had run some strikes I had run some nightfalls I had run some battlegrounds I was like hey let's go run some dungeons that to me felt good and I don't think you get there if you like, well, don't reissue anything. Just make a bunch of new stuff and throw it in the battlegrounds. Are they ever going to get it exactly right? No. Did they get it exactly right this season? Probably not. But I think they're the closest they've ever been to doing what I've always thought was super necessary, which was add new stuff and then repurpose old stuff so the game feels really full and, and full of life. I, I've been advocating for this since the seasonal format emerged. I said one of the examples I always gave was have the new activity and have the new loot and then repurpose and update Escalation Protocol and its weapons so that the, the whole game feels like it's kind of getting washed over in a season. And if the reissues are free, no one can complain. You didn't spend any money to get it. It's just a way for them to keep all parts of the game kind of humming and running instead of feeling like, well, the rest of the game's derelict and dead, and I just live in Battlegrounds because that's where all the new stuff is. I'm, I'm serious. I think they've gotten, they're really, really close to getting that recipe right where for $10 you jump into the game and they're like, there's, there feels like there's stuff around every corner. Uh, JW. So with all the loot, 
with no way to farm it, do you think making them rotate weekly like they did Reckoning would work? This week, Hand Cannon, next week, Pulse. Again, you know, player agency is super important, and I don't want to beat that dead horse. I, I try to keep Q&A to around an hour. I feel like I've adequately answered where I feel like player agency should be uh, with both respect to generosity at the end of a playlist drop or giving you some sort of a boon or a bounty system or a focusing system to chase what you're looking for. Um, I'm always in full support of that. So this, this is a little bit, you know, a little bit of a of a um of a different approach of like oh have it fo- have it have it rotate or whatever i know nightfalls are rotating like that i am more in favor of giving me the player the ability to say this is what i want i'm going to go chase it instead of being like well i can't chase it this week i didn't mind with ada when it like rotated it was like four frames rotate four frames rotate cuz the odds are pretty good one of those frames you're going to want Bungie sort of ditched that model and said, well, no, here, you can get the frames anytime. Ever since then, I think I'm a little bit more open to the idea of, like, if you want it, chase it. Instead of being like, well, nope, can't chase it this week. Now, Nightfall weapons are a little bit different because there's only three of them, but still. Gold Magikarp. Do you think playlist weapons should be in the Umbrals so we can at least pick what weapon we get? No, see, this is what you're going to do if you're not careful. You're going to cannibalize the value that is now existing in other places, and you can't do that. You can't, right? You can't keep going and cannibalizing. Like, well, now, instead of going and running playlists, I'm just going to focus my umbrals. You can't let umbrals be like Pac-Man. Just like, grunt, 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 grunt. Hey, you can get any loot you want in the game from umbrals. Well, why would I run this? Well, why would I run that? Right now, like I said, I think the game's in a good spot. There's loot around every corner. You start undercutting those other activities and sources. You're just throwing everything in umbrals. And then you end up in Season of Arrivals where you get everything in the tower. Wolverine. Off topic, but I want to mention while it's hot, considering the concurrent player numbers from Trials this weekend, can they build off this momentum by similar weekend having the same reward structure? So the dilemma that Bungie's going to run into with Trials uh, is first and foremost, that third win uh, it's going to run out of gas. There's only so many times you can make the third win matter before you start feeling like, man, that flawless chess is getting a little light, okay? I made a I made a short last night where I said I feel like the the, the flawless chest should always have an armor piece and a weapon drop, especially because there's the three new weapons, but there's also some of the older weapons that they raised in infusion. And you might not have a god roll, you know, I don't know, uh, astral horizon. Um, and with three months in the season, I think it's okay. Like uh, that that armor and weapon combo would come back around eventually. Um. And so I think what they're probably going to do is try to push the momentum with the third win as long as they can. And then when that runs out of gas, you know, who knows what they'll do. Maybe they'll ramp up token earn rate or something uh, to get people into the lower parts of the card to speed up the matchmaking. That Can it be maintained? The momentum for trials, I'm, I'm dead serious. I've always said this. I think Trials lives and dies by filling the bottom of the card. You've got to fill the funnel with players. You just absolutely have to. And then you really, really need to motivate good teams and stack teams to get off the bottom of the card. It's a catch-22, because if you make the bottom of the card awesome, it's there's, there's the potential that hardcore players live down there. you got to get them off the bottom half, and you need tons of people in the bottom half. It's it's delicate balance because the minute you make that third win something awesome, your hardcore players are are going to think the same thing. 
260k so far is promising and worth mentioning considering all that's happened to the playlist we are we're seeing those numbers very differently i didn't realize the number was only at 260k um i was hoping for 400 minimum um so we're seeing that differently i want the mode to succeed i think it's a great i think it's a great mode um i think it's a great cocktail i've always said that um your bar was set super low i'll be honest so my read of that is that's concerning with with the, with the third win being a, the, a pulse rifle and the armor being pretty awesome um I would say in a month we're we're in dangerous waters. If it dips down below 200 and doesn't if it doesn't grow, um, if that 260k doesn't grow, okay, let's say it hits 300,000 tomorrow before uh, the weekend. If it doesn't grow, if it stagnates and goes down, then um, I I don't know. I would see them getting rid of it and being like. We're, we're taking great loot and great armor sets and putting it in a mode that just won't run. The the car, the cards won't start. Um, and that bums me out. I am not campaigning for trials to go away, but I'm just here to tell you, if, if, that, if that roughly 300,000 players over the weekend doesn't start to trend upward and we get a month in, it likely will be in the 200s or below. And then when you get down to that range it's going to really start to feel like we could have put this loot in Iron Banner that gets way more people to tune in and turn out. We could have put this loot in the Crucible. We could have put this loot at Shacks. Uh, that gets more people to play and log hours uh, and, and, and punch that time card with Shacks. Um, especially if you start putting that loot behind a paywall. Hey, brand new season. We got new loot in Crucible and Iron Banner and it's grayed out if you don't own the season. Start making money off of it. Um... I don't know. That's concerning. It's concerning because I want it to do well and I hope it grows. Um, so, uh, before or after Gothics because you're running out of time. Well, no, it, 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 talking to you, Creature, is going to depend on how quick Little Nightmares 2 goes because I think we're close to the end. So we, not, we may be on the gaming channel very shortly today. We'll go live over there at 2.30 and we may only be over there for an hour, an hour and a half. So that means I can give you an hour or more if we finish around that time. Moped says, to reiterate my earlier question, should Bungie go back and add enemies to locations and strikes to make it closer to Battlegrounds and Devil's Lair, or the difference makes them special? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do this, my man. Uh, Grandmasters already feel like just hot garbage if it's, if, it's the, if it's Glassway or if it's Corrupted. I'm telling you right now, Saber Strike and Devil's Lair, I'm going to get so many more people on my team that that think grandmasters are trash because they are um it's the laziest content they've ever made uh <laughs> it's the laziest content they've ever made um so you go back start adding density to those strikes dude holy frick you're gonna make grandmasters worse than they are now um i don't know I think Bungie has a good PvE philosophy for things that they could recapture when you look at things like Devil's Lair and Battlegrounds, and I think Grandmasters are there, it's it's I don't know, it's trash. It's trash on the dinner table. Like, get it out of here. There, it, it, it's, it's literal garbage that doesn't belong in the game. It's sloppy, just awful garbage. And I really hope that Devil's Lair and Saber are the death knell. Because 
it's that's not good endgame content it's the worst endgame content they've ever created they've created dungeons they've created the king's fall raid they've created masterpieces of endgame and grandmasters are trash um so i the enemy density would only make them worse now if if they make grandmasters different if they structure them in a different way then yeah, sure, maybe you could look at enemy density, but the last thing you'd want to do right now to the existing strikes in Destiny is mess with enemy density and intensity because Grandmasters would become far worse than they are now. So, all right, I'm going to cut Q&A there. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're not shutting the stream down. I'm just ending the recording. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, catch us live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.